Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast, where we provide live audio commentaries to Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Lee. Aaron. <laughs> Minwin. And special and guest. I'm May. Yeah. May's back. Yeah. I never know my cue. <laughs> It's so good to have you back again, May. It, it's been a whole week since the last time we spoke. Yep. You guys haven't gotten sicker? You're all good still? No. Can you hear me, Ening? No. Oh, nice. Yes. Good. Not at the same time you're talking, anyway. Yeah. Great. We are here to watch episode five of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is called Where No One Has Gone Before. Mm. They were more political. Update. Yep. Yep. Well, they changed. We already talked. We talked about this during the pilot, but they changed the uh, the narration that Picard mm. does in the beginning. Kirk used to say where no man has gone before. Picard says where no one has gone before because they didn't want it to be a gendered thing. Sure. Which is what I thought was a I think that was a really great decision. You know, it's yeah. very for 1987. Pretty thoughtful. 1987. Wow. Yeah, baby. So instead of male man, we say male one. <laughs> really? I, mean, I think we say male person. Like that? Right? Or yeah. male carrier. I guess we're liking that. Yeah. The male one. He the is male the male one. one. <laughs> I know a... male has mailed before. <laughs> I take the male. I take the nice. male. The person out of it all together. I usually just say, is the male here? I uh, always get tripped <laughs> up and then I just, the male, the male one really gets me. I say female man. That's what I like. <laughs> That's there where you've chosen to land. Thank okay. you, Philippe. Fireman, I screw that up too. And then I'm just like. The fire just, ones? Just saying, taking too many words to just, say what I mean. <laughs> just change everything to one now. and yeah. Fire one. <laughs> fire one. Firefighter, I think, is where we came to on that one. Is, but my my brain has to like go through the machinations, and it's exhausting sometimes. Let's start the episode so we can hear about the two times Aaron used a bidet. <laughs> I can't see how many. The last how much, two times. You're oh, watching, the last two times. <laughs> we are watching this. I don't think uh, I've ever used a bidet. Teaser. They both did not go well. Forty-five, forty-one. We're watching on Netflix. We're using Netflix Party so that we're all seeing the same thing at the same time, even though we are not together as we usually are. Technology. And uh, Sean will punch the triangle. I got uh, 4544 on the clock, and I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. Yeah. There it nice. is. All right. Here we go. Oh, now we're off sync with our TV. <laughs> oh, just, we'll just have to roll with it. We'll give you a number, uh, 4530. So there was an old, that was an old Excelsior type <laughs> ship that we saw. In the, the one on the left? Yeah. The one that wasn't the Enterprise, yep. man. <laughs> is this McCoy making another appearance no i think they're just reused that footage from the pilot i'm pretty sure it's the exact same shot from the pilot so this episode is going to introduce a character that will recur throughout the series bud (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Space <laughs> bud. bud. It's part where they're like, there's no rule that says a great, you know, allowing a golden retriever can't be a starship captain. <laughs> yeah. Star bud. Star bud. Well, Did there you was... said bud? I said mud. Mud. Oh, oh no. It's not, oh, no. We not, thought you were saying Harvey bud. Mud. Yeah. It's funnier if you had said bud. Yeah, space. We'll bud. go with that. The space star, of air star bud. bud. The next generation. That's well. Cool. A dog did make it to number one, so it's only a step removed from captain. It's true. You you guys who haven't listened to the Inside Picard <laughs> sub podcast or side podcast, mm-hmm. uh, we talked for three and a half hours the other night for wow. a one hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do two episodes of War conversation in the same amount of time that we're going to do. We did one episode of Inside the Guard. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the guy, the, the crazy looking guy in the background is the recurring character. Oh, I thought it was the guy in the foreground. The oh. guy in the foreground is a famous that guy, though. Mm-hmm. Like, who mm-hmm. is that guy, Sean? Uh, that is. Let's see. Is my guess. No. Ah, oh, damn. Stanley Camel. Ah, oh, man. He's like a classic, like, you don't trust that guy's face. Guy. <laughs> yes. Oh, he he's was got on it. Melrose Place in, I'm, I, he's in, he was Hell on yeah. Melrose Place in 1990. Yeah. He was yep. the boss of the advertising yep. agency yeah. where uh, Heather, Heather Locker and yeah, Courtney didn't Smith. wear a pantyhose. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like you guys need to do a Melrose Place podcast. I would love Matt to. Matt and Melrose I need to do a lot of sub podcasts. <laughs> or just hang out more. Yeah. I watched I watched I think I probably have seen every single episode of Melrose Place. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Same. What if you guys for every episode you just, you know, decided then which show you wanted to watch and you're like, so one week it could be Buffy, another week it could be Murder She Wrote, and then, then Quantum Leap, Sounds whatever. Perfect. Yeah, right. Don't stick you don't have to stick to just one. What for- do we call the Melrose Place show? Melrose they placed. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I like it. I like that Troy's just all this is classic Troy, where she's like, I sense that he's being deceptive and not being completely honest with us, but I can't really tell why or how. And it's like, okay, thanks for that, Troy. Yeah, thanks for the, the useful information. <laughs> thanks for the completely vague warning yeah. about what's going it's to like happen. like most All right. psychics. All right, we're at the specs. <laughs> uh, we're watching this... season one, episode five, where no one has gone before. Original air date, October 24th, 1987. Everyone accurately pegs a visiting propulsion scientist as a charlatan, but only Wesley Crusher recognizes his alien assistant as the real deal. Aaron, what do you think the IMDb rating of this episode is? Mm, This one sounds kind of good, actually. Uh, Seven. May? 6.5. Anybody else? Seven point two. I'm gonna do a seven five, man. Six three. Min? Uh I was also thinking seven because they pegged him well. Um yeah, so seven. Seven point six. Oh, oh. yeah. Whoever said high. Not, 
that is no not, it, yeah this episode not. is not that good no. <laughs> it's not hmm. well you have uh, to complain to the internet about that then matt well if i could i would you know? <laughs> it already yeah. seems better than the last one if i thought the internet would it listen to me i absolutely mm-hmm. would this is a pretty heavy Wesley, Dear pretty Internet. Wesley heavy. It's episode. a real West episode. It's a West. Uh, it's a West episode. It's a West episode. It's a The West episodes are not the best. It's a West. <laughs> there saves the day. Digging, so that's why I gave it such a high score. Some Will Wheaton. What is it? Will. 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 No. 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 <laughs> God no. <laughs> Oh, that's a cool. Uh, ah, look at that! Uh, Ooh, I like that. Her outfit's old school. By there's a, there's a. I think in this episode, there's a guy with the skirt on. <laughs> at some point in time, is that a dude? That is not. But Looks I think like later. A chick from look the at back. that sweater. Yes, that's a classic Wesley sweater. It's just a different mm-hmm. color. Usually, it's gray. Yeah, this one. But a they somehow found dirty. a. They found a peach colored they, one. Too. Yeah, they got some different Very yarn. Cool. <laughs> you suppose they just dyed the old sweater because it's the exact same sweater. It's just in a different mm-hmm. color. Well, here's the deal. They'd have to bleach it and then dye it. Yeah, they old. probably got it at like the gap or someplace like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe their high fashion line. What with these outfits, what happens when you're not, you know, svelte or fit like these these people are? What you know, you've got your your you yeah, mean like that, that guy? extra I, he actually looks decent. I, w- I would have thought that he would not look as good as he does, but he's holding it together pretty well. Do you think he's rocking some Spanx or something? A, like, you think there's a space age undergarment? Under yeah, that? possibly, possibly. For all but, of its for all of its diversity and inclusiveness, mm-hmm. Star Trek does not have a lot of room for physical appearance. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, overweight people or heavier yeah, people. Mm-hmm. Partly yeah. because it's television. Read the bumper just, sticker. It says you, <laughs> you just don't see no heavy people on television in general. Yeah. They don't exist in the future. Um, and I guess partly because it's the military, so they're all supposed to be in pretty decent shape. But Maybe they're well, just healthier. Also, they, they have you guys tried fat teleportation. Cube. I mean, mm. you just teleport the fat right out of you. It's, <laughs> it's really safe. And, you know, so few people die now, it's worth it. But it's only about that asshole right there. That's rigid. So that is, he's going to be known as the traveler eventually. Look how phallic his nose looks. He's sort of a extra, what what would you describe him, Matt? The traveler. And what do you mean? Describe him as a creature? What sort of beings? He's like a, he's like a Q type character, right? Um, hold. I I haven't finished talking about fat shaming on television. Okay, <laughs> okay go for <laughs> it. Yes, take us there. Because I think that that is actually like a a good complaint, especially mm-hmm. for a show as like progressive inclusive. as Star mm-hmm. Trek, that go kind of goes out of its way to be progressive and inclusive. The fact that they've That's never cool. had like a fat person uh, on, even even in like sort of a, I guess side role. Yeah, or you know, what about Mud? Harvey Mud? He's well, he's not. Yeah, fat. but I those are not like I mean, as like a main hero, Starfire. not as like. What about you know, the guy with the weird vest? Tribbles. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like one of the main people on the show. 
Well, I'm just wondering if there's no money in the future. Maybe there's no fat people either. There's one role for fat people, and that is and the play, the guy who does like 10 Ford. That's like Whoopi Goldberg and Neelix get to be fat. Everybody else, not allowed Neither to be fat. Neelix nor Whoopi Goldberg are fat when they're on these shows. Comparatively, it's that, yeah, narratively, they, they fill that role that uh, a fat person could take. Um, <laughs> They're even chocolate. if, even <laughs> right. if they could t- tell, transport fat out, don't you think that there would be a desire to be different? Someone would be like, "Oh, there are all these skinny people." I want. Well, this be is different. the this is the Patrick Stewart bald argument uh, because mm-hmm. when people when people said, "Why are there still bald people in the future?" Mm-hmm. Gene Roddenberry's right. response was, "Because people in the future just won't just don't care about bald." You know, it's not. A yeah. stigma or whatever. So that was their excuse for why cat they cast Patrick Stewart as yeah. the captain. So you could arguably say in the future they don't care about people's weight, mm-hmm. but you would you wouldn't know it to look at this show because they never actually do that. Yeah. Which I'm just wondering if the lifestyle doesn't oh, engage. Everybody uh, drink. drink. Yeah. Even on the, and and that that holds true. You could sort of forgive it for this show because it was 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. You can't really forgive yeah. it on Discovery right. or Inside Picard, where, again, everyone is, you know, in, you know, everyone's very skinny. Like there you could you can get away with that in 87. But in 2020, you would think that there might be a little bit better uh, representation of different body types. End of rant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird because it seems like this this one guy is pretending to be on the the touch panel, and I've never seen someone look so fake, faking the you know touching the interface. Not this dude, but the the other guy, the <laughs> the Murdoch guy, the Melrose Place guy, <laughs> the Melrose Place. Guy. I just keep being like, wait, this guy is hard to. He... <laughs> he a, no. You know, Wesley's so new that sweater, guy. Buddy? The alien guy. So what were you asking, Sean? How would I describe him? Yeah, yeah. He's like some Uh weird interdimensional like being that has a connection to the universe. It almost doesn't matter. The producers just watch. He he will come back. He comes back periodically throughout the show. He's in three episodes. Is that all it is? Just three? I like him. He's cool. This oh, that's is all... never a good sign. Oh. <laughs> Seeing galaxies float by. That was the guy so... who wanted 10 galaxies ago. He kind of builds a relationship with Wesley in mm-hmm. this episode. And and it, this is, again, this is a classic. Sean, you were right. This is a very Wesley episode. Because oh. this is a, Wesley is a super genius who is meant for... Mm-hmm larger things right episode. it's a grooming episode he's grooming wesley <laughs> but this this uh alien being doesn't ever come in contact with q do they they they're sort of no. separate no they're separate. no they're they're in their own and he is benevolent he, he is not a bad guy in mm-hmm. any way shape or form well q's not Bad is he? He's an adversary. I mean, uh, I mean, he definitely thing. likes to fuck with them. He's sure, not, he doesn't go. He never shows up to help them. 
It's like me with this group. <laughs> yeah. I I was about to say he's a classic frenemy. And then Aaron said, it's like me with this group. And I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Here, so, I, send so, me some tender greens and call me a jerk at the same time. That's, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so let's hear it. What was the first, the last, second to last time you used a bidet, Aaron? Okay. The second to last time buckle up, buckle I used up. a bidet, I was in a bar in Michigan. Michigan. And that was when I discovered a, a rule bar? that you should not use a bidet in a bar. <laughs> in Michigan. <laughs> I, I can't imagine a bidet. I was bar like, you know, I'd had a beer, you know, taking my time because, you know, after you've had a tall glass of something it takes a little while so i'm sitting there and i'm like oh let me press a button and then nothing happens so i'm like okay it's busted then i stand up and it just sprays me <laughs> so, oh it, it was delayed it was delayed uh, that's this must have been a very it must have been a very fancy ball i know right there's mm-hmm. no bar i've been to that <laughs> to have a day it's just it was no are you sure you weren't just peeing There's in the sink? There's a lot of like dirty stuff written in the <laughs> Were you but just that? peeing in the sink and you accidentally turned the water on? Like, Maybe. possible? And then the last time I used a bidet, I was staying in Florida at this condo when I was at work. And we were joking. We called it the Florida bidet because it just had like as kind of a spray hose just like connected to the toilet. Like yeah, the they have hand, they have handheld ones that you can. Yeah, but the problem was, and I was like, I'm gonna try this. Like, I'd like work myself up and like, okay, here I am. And then the water pressure was just way too good at this place. It it was like I was being assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have like a a knob you could dial down. It was oh, just one. Pressure. The pressure was great, but it was intense for <laughs> that feature. The, the showers were great, but it was too much. So those are my last two times. Well, there yeah. you go. It, yeah. That doesn't. Those that was long ago. Was that recent or? Uh, last month on oh my, oh. day. Oh, okay. Or like end of February. And well, I'm guessing by August. the end of the quarantine, you're gonna. <laughs> and then be she looking said, forward. as they say in Australia, a bidet, mate. <laughs> she said farewell. Yeah, we're hitting a we're hitting a bidet, mate. That was a little quarantine humor for you guys. Ha <laughs> <Yeah>. ha. <laughs> hitting new lows in the era of warped. Mm-hmm. I would Wait. consider one in my house where I could, like, you know, control it and adjust it. Yeah, learn yeah. its finer. I mean, features. Nathan literally swears by his mm-hmm. and could not be prouder of it. When he first got it installed, he wanted everyone to go in and try it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, he's always For, telling you. If you went it. over to his condo, he'd be like, "Go in there, come and check this out. Try the mm-hmm. Japanese toilet. It's unbelievable." And you'd be yeah. like. Need to take a shit right now, Nathan. There... <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they're great too, like especially if you're in a cold climate because they have like heaters. Uh huh. Yeah, those are the fancy ones. Not everyone has the fancy one, but uh, yeah, 
When I went to Japan, I stayed at a house that had a really nice one. So I got Mm -hmm. to know it. And it was dead of winter. So it was it was nice. Mm. The days are like veganism where everybody who gets onto it has to tell you like how how it is. (laughs) How do you know if someone has a bidet in their house? Oh, you'll know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad because I don't feel like I've ever done that with my vegetarianism. I've never tried to impose it on you guys and, and force it upon you guys. But Nathan is definitely very proud of his bidet. Yeah. No, you're very chill about your vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much. do you guys remember that we, um, in when we were doing Encounter at Firepoint, we made predictions. What was that sound? Someone was rubbing their mic or something. Okay. Oh, I was twisting a knob. I don't know if that was no. Yeah, twisting a knob. Hey, you keep going. <laughs> keep working. <laughs> I can't get over Wesley's sweater. It just makes me. What a soft, sweet boy Wesley mm-hmm. Crusher is. Like, yeah. He could pull that thing down below his leg. Someone knows how to knit on the staff. It goes, <laughs> yes, that, yeah, that, that That's sweater a one-off. goes down to his knees. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, so do you guys remember that we predicted how many, we tried to predict how many episodes were about Wesley saving the ship. Yes. Yeah, this is yeah. sort of a famous trope in Star Trek The Next Generation, that they did a lot of Wesley saves the ship episodes. And yeah. we all guessed how many we thought there would be. Uh, Philippe, do you remember how many you guessed? I don't remember, but you I think... a lot. I guess a lot. I think yeah. it said like 15. 15. Yeah. 15. 15. Wow, you guys remember that? We all guessed around 10 to 15. Thongs was 12, and I guess I I guessed a little bit higher than most people, I think. I think think it's more than you think it is, or it's less than you think it is, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. I I think it became such a uh, truism about this show that that it became inflated in people's minds. But we'll see. The writers become self-conscious about it, too. So the question is, does this count as a Wesley yes. Saves the Ship episode? I absolutely. So. It absolutely is. Based on how he's sitting on that stool, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a saving saviors but the pose. Which is <laughs> makes this number two. That makes of, this number two, correct. Out of five episodes. And there have only been five episodes. <laughs> Did you actually so right look up the number, running, Matt? Right now they're running at 40%, guys. <laughs> yeah, 40%. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Yeah. I think that's about the number I would hold to forty percent. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there was less once he left the show. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not gonna count those. <laughs> Did you actually uh, look up the number, Matt? Did you? No, uh, I no, wanted no, to. Okay. I just wanted to acknowledge yeah. that this is one of them and yeah. mark yeah. it down. Yeah. I have a little yeah. post-it note in front of me that I'm keeping track uh, of the numbers on. It says Wesley with an underline, and now it has two hash marks underneath. Yeah, and then it, I mean, there's a lot there's where I think there's also S- ones where he shares the glory in saving the ship a little <laughs> bit more, but he's really doing a role that he shouldn't be doing 
Oh yeah. This yeah, part. and I already I already conceded when we talked about this last time that I would be kind of forgiving as we were to what be we generous. Mm. Yeah, so we would be generous in what we considered. A, and we a also liquid. talked about the fact that most of the time when he saves the ship, it's because of something he caused in the first place. Yeah, he starts- yeah, like his his science experiment like takes over the ship. It's like you know. Right. And then, if you start it and end it, does it really count? But yeah. <laughs> it does. I guess we're only yeah, we're just counting like just an absolute value of saving the ship, whether or not he caused it in the first place. Oh, yeah. here we go. Whether or not his pet gurgle bobble Klingon uh, pig dog yeah. thing. <laughs> Klingon pig dog thing. Remember how Spock in the in the cartoon had like a weird like bear dog as a pet? Yep. Oh yeah. From his home planet? Yeah. yeah. From the one where Spock went back in time and saw his, saw himself as a little kid. Oh, yeah. Is that supposed to be the same pet as appeared in Star Trek three? The guy Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no, no. That, that seemed no, more like a dog. Be. I, I know that they don't look the every, same, but I'm wondering if they're supposed to be the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I look don't up, remember. Look, what... up, look up Klingon Targ and see if it's supposed yeah, to be the same creature. This yeah. episode is based loose, very loosely on a really good Star Trek novel uh, called The Wounded Sky that uh, Diane Duane, who writes a lot of, wrote a lot of Star Trek novels in the 80s and 90s uh she wrote it's very very different from the story in the book you had actually read the book yeah i read it back in the day Mm -hmm. when i was a kid and reading here's some tasha yar escaping the great gangs oh well look at that outfit she's wearing it she wants it (laughs) run kitty run and apparently Diane Duane, who wrote the book that this is based on, so hated what they did with it that that's there's a, that's why she's not credited in the mm. credit as one of the writers. Because she was like, you took my really good book and you turned it into a not very good episode of television. <laughs> she I mean, like, let's say she's the not wrong. Next generation is on a, is on a pretty rough roll. Like the last three episodes are like racist racist Look, not please don't claim this book <laughs> yeah season, I mean, season one is gonna be rough guys just buckle up for a we've while we've talked cause... about that we've warned you in advance we've talked about this before the first season is pretty rough no one warned mm-hmm. me about that. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say you like it from lies Lies. Fake news, fake news. Roll we'll the say, tape. We'll say we didn't warn you about the animated series because we didn't know, but we've warned you about this. I heard Jake, a lot Jake, of, go oh, back you're really the... going to love this series. You should watch them beforehand. No, we'll love it. <laughs> Just takes a while. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Nothing you just said is correct. Not one worth it. <laughs> well, in order for me to remember things we said before, I need the Aaron you may recall. <laughs> hey, do you have a corrections corner for us, Matt? I do actually. Oh, I do have a correction. Let's corner. do it. Should we do it? Yeah. Do it. Yes. Why are they all? Can we? Why? Are, what's going on? So they're where are they all? Things. They're in. They're 
for some reason, wherever they are right now in the in the universe, is creating this shore leave. Remember the episode of shore yeah, leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who's that supposed to be? Picard's that's mom. That's a movie with Polly Shore. Uh, okay, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about this woman. Who is that playing? Uh, is playing his mother? Because I've well, seen her somewhere before. You know I who I think it is. <laughs> Cloris Leachman. I think it's Cloris Leachman, but it's not. I think Why it's John Hart in a wig. It's the actress's name is Herta Ware. Jessica Tandy. Uh, she was in Cocoon. That's oh. She's in Cruel Intentions. Oh. Wilford oh. Brimley. She plays Mrs. Sugarman in Cruel Intentions, whoever that is. Sweet. Okay. Wow, the connections just keep on coming. Yep. It's just one That's why we have to watch yeah. it. That's why we're watching it. Because the direct through line, it's like ancient aliens. It's like the line of <laughs> the buildings means. Talking you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, only aliens can make the line yeah. straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the weird thing is they're not just imagining these things because Tasha Yar saw a wharf's pet, right? You guys, mine screen has frozen. Has anybody else's screen know. frozen? No. No. It's maybe it's just my slow internet. It doesn't matter. Keep going. Mm. Uh, yeah, so so she uh, saw of, that. Yeah. Visions. Well, it's like the thing in 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 the in the original series there was an episode called Short Leave where they went to a planet where wherever you whatever you thought of, it yeah. sort of mm. came into yeah, appearance. Was... But everyone could see it. The, it's the, the it's the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, is, shows up. So in that they the same thing is happening here. When they think about it, it it they they get they see whatever it is that oh, they because they've traveled to some weird area. Yeah, they traveled two point seven million light years away from Earth because the traveler has like fucked around with their yeah. engines for some yeah. reason. You know, Philippe, you could have used that traveler's jumpsuit when you had to go under the house last Saturday at midnight. You want to talk about that? Uh, what I don't remember is why the traveler is doing this. Is there some motivation it, it, for this? Possums. That's what my motivation would be. <laughs> the whole thing was this, this the, the engineering guy is like basically trying to soup up the 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 warp drive of all of the ships in in Starfleet. Yeah. And his traveler well, guy pimp the ship. And this traveler guy is actually the one who does all of the calculations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they kind of but because him and Wesley came up Wesley came up with this calculation that shot him like super duper warp drive. Uh-huh. And it shot him across two galaxies so they're like on a they're like not only in their galaxy they're in a third galaxy away from their galaxy now so that's why it's where no one has gone before right because they've right. literally gone exactly into you know those those little stools in the background are not ergonomic at all like there's no back support <laughs> look at that look at those chairs it's yep. not I know. You can't all spend day, all you'd be day. on that thing. No, you can't sit on a chair like that all day. That's terrible. It's encouraging you to have better posture. I guess if you're like a bar guy, a bar fly, and you're just used to drinking on a bar stool all day. Do you think yoga balls would be better? Mm, yeah. I think so. 
Because you're like you're getting some foot support. Those are like too high for even. But then your he feet can go like... standing. Like he's yeah, standing if you if it's thing. a standing desk thing, then that's mm-hmm. okay. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to sit on one of those stools all day. I mean, long. agreed. You, it's nice to have a back to your seat. But I would Look take how a terrible. Whole set. I would take terrible a whole set of those bar stools, Beverly's, man. Those would be Beverly's wig in this episode is. Is that a wig? Not good. Yeah. That, it's extra red today. It's extra red and it's extra scraggly. Like, I don't know what they were doing oh, with her she hair. She came out of the shower. That's a wig? If it's not, it's it it bears <laughs> no resemblance to her usual hair. Uh, hmm. So maybe they did something weird. I don't know. To her hair. I just keep sending me texts. What are these texts? That <laughs> I get pictures of patches. My phone keeps vibrating and I'm like, why is Oh, it's pictures of the cat. <laughs> I'm sending you some or... environmental shots. <laughs> that, is that She's making us homesick Jacob for the can put them up later. Is that live from your bed? That from was live bedroom? from uh, the massage chair. Is your cat getting a massage in the massage chair? Nah, it's off. She just likes to sleep in it when we're not using it. Uh huh. I'm je- I would like to try mm-hmm. the massage chair. I thought I you already did, Next man. Time we can no, all be together. We never did. About it. We talked about it, but we never actually did it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed in the real house. Well, I we're feel a little weird about it. going into Aaron and Philippe's bedroom. Like, Why? You shouldn't feel weird. I don't oh. feel weird. I would like it if you brought the massage chair out to the studio. That was, <laughs> 350 that would, pounds. That would better sure. Yeah, that's not going to happen, Matt. It's 350 pounds. It wouldn't be allowed in Starfleet. So <laughs> I don't think it should be allowed. That's right. The they don't have any podcast. massage chair capabilities in those uh, that that bridge. You don't Everything know. Everything should be a massage chair those, in their, their thing. You, they never show it. Those sleeky, those like slumpy chairs that they sit in on the bridge, they might have some vibrating in them. You don't have no idea. They I think that's it. one of the buttons on the captain's console is the vibrate function. Yeah. Right. He, he controls it for have, everybody. He controls the <laughs> whole bridge, right? Everybody yeah, has all to ask them. them. He's all, yeah, everybody's have like, a personal data. Right everybody should like, have a personal data that just rubs them down all the time. Now, if Picard has the vibrate button for the whole bridge, mm. he can just like goose people when he wants to like <laughs> do a little like prank on them. The, the, the massage chair on again. If he feels like somebody isn't paying attention or is like sleeping at their desk, he could just mm. be like, it's a buzzer chair. <laughs> That would be uh, disturbing, and uh, I'd imagine HR might have a, a say about that. <clears throat> but it's Troy definitely... is the closest thing they have That's to true. HR. That's true. Show. Yeah, and she doesn't dress appropriately, so and she's <laughs> like a slut. So hey, now. I respect her greatly, That's and not I appreciate. Shame. Well, he wasn't saying it was a bad thing. I love <laughs> Troy. Of Marina Sirtis. I was just making a little joke. It was a little joke. <laughs> joke, joke, little joke poop. Don't cancel me. I made a- <laughs> we love no cancel culture. Yeah. We love sluts, so it's all good. This coronavirus is everyone on edge. That's what it is. I think that would be like a great passive way to sort of ignore people is like somebody is talking to you and you just start turning on the massage function and you just start like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm listening. No, I'm listening. You just keep talking. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, I get it. Yeah, what what's going on in engineering? Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Wow, what button are you pushing there, Philippe? I'm just you... saying, like on these massage chairs, you kind of get into it, but it'd be a great way to sort of get people kind of dismiss people without being direct. You'd be like, you know, that uh, scene yeah. in Burn After Reading where you find out that George Clooney has been building a, a dildo machine <laughs> chair yep. in his basement and the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> that's what I imagine the, the massage chair. Yeah, that's on the holodeck for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first it was it was the hello world of the holodeck when the first thing got it up and running it was the first thing that the creator built into it he's like yep this thing works everything yeah. start, everything starts with porn we've talked about this before every new yeah. technology initial setup of first holodeck ever now complete porn chair immediately give me a porn chair porn chair porn chair <laughs> Everyone I, I was saying that. I don't know what that is, but he, this? Yes, yes, of course that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> First, yeah. They <laughs> have different modes. In his holodeck creation. <laughs> it was like the, the first headline for it. Yeah. Sean, uh, what other shit was this guy in? The guy who plays the traveler. The traveler. He was in uh, a million things. Let's take a look at his. Let's see. Eric Menyuk is his Eric name. Eric Menyuk. Or Menyuk. I don't know. Traveler, they should call this uh, the, the, the man. He was, he's a man. He was in an episode of Melrose Place. Mm-hmm. Oh, him as well. Wow, those two traveled in pairs a lot. Uh, he was in anything the else air we would have recognized. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> the air up there, the oh, Kevin Bacon know. basketball movie. Mm. He's a maniac. He's a maniac. <laughs> he was, yeah, yeah. So he was in several episodes of LA Law. Are that. you looking at are you looking at IMDb? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at his I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. This is mm-hmm. actually pretty interesting. He was in the running to play Data. Uh, uh but then they went the they ended guy? up going with yeah, the guy who's playing the traveler was in the running to play Data. And then they chose Brent Spiner, obviously. So then they cast him in this role. Uh, he's he worked a lot on TV in sort of the late '80s through the mid '90s, and then he retired from acting, and now he is a lawyer. He oh. became a lawyer. He's he has a son who has special needs, and he has moved into the field of law involving children's education rights. So that's what Ooh. Eric Menya has been up to since. How old was he when he was doing this? Because it's hard to know his age with all that. He it says born nineteen fifty nine, so he okay. was twenty, late twenties. Jesus, 20s. he looks like he's sixty five. Yeah, extremely yeah, over there. Well, he, he's done old. a lot of relativistic travel. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's dying. He's supposed to look bad right now. Got so it. It's greeny. Look how unsatisfying. Yeah. <laughs> First off, Screeny is super bulky. Yeah, but I like that he got full inserted into Screeny. That oh. is something of a dream of mine. <laughs> to get all the way inside Screeny. Oh, to be enveloped. Mm-hmm. Or have at least Screeny all the way inside me. One or the other. I'll take Should it. we do correction corner? It's yeah. relatively short. Yeah. If that do it. makes you happy. Jacob, play the jingle. Correction. 
Thank you for that. And for those of you <laughs> that haven't been li- listening to Inside Picard, I just have to give a shout out to Jacob for Jacob. his excellent, excellent producing work on Inside Picard. Not, not only has he had to edit those insanely long episodes down into something semi-listenable, he also has had to invent a bunch of new jingles because every time we think of a jingle, we're like, Jake, make a new jingle. And he did. He made <laughs> three jingles. It's, uh, it's 40 it's one, Three. Yeah. So thanks, Jake. Yeah, you guys are awesome. And and shout out thanks. to Min, who also did a ton of work getting that stuff edited for the mm. Release so tag team. It was a it was a team effort for sure. Yeah, we DP'd that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah dog. Yeah. You DP'd it. Yeah, yeah. We direct he directed a photography did. <laughs> Director of podcasting. Is that there what you, you meant? Yeah. Is that what you I'm meant? sure that's what he meant because mm-hmm. this is a clean family show. Mm-hmm. Nothing Since, but. Wait. Man, that's never it's been it. true. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned I a like new that leaf. That guy was like, I just saw a wall of fire, but I'm good now. Yeah. I, I saw know. you last night. You've turned a new leaf since yeah. yesterday. Oh, since there it is. Night, yeah. There it is. But, That's, is like, that the first time? Commander Riker it? flipped. Yep. Everybody drink. Uh, what happened? Uh, he Riker he flips sat his by, leg his over, over the back the of the chair. Uh, now, yeah. I read somewhere online, and I don't know if this is true or not. It kind of sounds like bullshit to me. But I read somewhere that Jonathan Frakes has had back problems since he was like a very young man. He was in a car crash or something. And that that's just how he sits in chairs. To be comfortable, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know if I, I don't know. Well, that'll be I, corrections I, corner next time. But apparent, the story goes that that's why Riker right sits the way that he sits. One. There's one. Did you see him in the background? The guy in the skirt. He's oh. Oh. Sean is. Aaron on had it. a question. Aaron had a question for uh, everybody. There he is. Uh-huh. There he is. <laughs> yeah. Everybody right. drink. Dad. Everybody drink. Harold or Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron yeah, had exactly. a question. She it was it like, did look vaguely like John Cho. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it John Cho. Dad. Yeah. Aaron, what's your question? Her question, I'll set it for her. She was like, uh, which one's Jonathan Frakes? <laughs> well, oh, you know the Riker. At, so why don't you just tell her? Mm-hmm. He, I, I gave him a side question, and he's now putting me on blast. <laughs> <laughs> So these are corrections for episode 86, part two of The Last Starfighter. <laughs> well, now, wait. Part one, we had no corrections. Did we have corrections yeah. in part two? We, there are a few. There aren't very many. So that we'll be able to get through this pretty quickly. Uh, but you're right. When In episode one of Last Starfighter, we had such a good time watching The Last Starfighter mm-hmm. that we didn't need we didn't even bother to say anything wrong, so there was nothing to correct. Uh, this episode, we had a few things. We were talking about the career of Robert Preston, uh, co-star of The Last Starfighter, and we mentioned that her his three big roles that we could think of were Last Starfighter, The Music Man, and Victor Victoria. And I said, oh, can anybody, anybody think drink. of any yeah, other... Drink. 
Is that the first engage? No. The second one. The second. No, it's the second in the episode. Mm-hmm. We're getting and Riker's leg. It's a lot of drink in this episode. All right, Robert Pressman. Mm-hmm. Preston. I, uh, we talked about whether we could think of anything else he had been in uh, other than those three things, and none of us could. So I looked up his uh, filmography. He was in a million Westerns in the... Mm. 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. He started in his first film credit is in 1938, uh, and his last one is in 1986. So he worked a very long time. Wait, he went back in time. <laughs> what? 1986. 86. 86. Oh, 38 okay. to 86. Sorry, did I say the wrong thing? Probably not. No. <laughs> you might have. We'll correction corner that later. Yeah. I'm just uh, uh, preoccupied with the traveler's fingers right now. Okay, well, know, let's, let's not do this. If we're watching the episode, then let's do the then let's watch the episode. We can save correction corner for <laughs> no, another time. Now he's just multitask. Let's yeah, go. We, yeah, let's go. Robert Press, he had a long career. Yeah, I don't feel like doing it anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, I learned something. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with doing this remotely. Hmm. I can't tell when people are listening to me or not (laughs) because (laughs) I can't see you. We're listening. So if I just start talking, I feel like you guys are all going to turn out. So fuck it. I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) Turn out. Yeah, normally you can check Aaron with like a, a side 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 eye shade a little bit. <laughs> well, usually I can just like nudge Aaron with my fist, and she like wakes yeah. up and is like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> "I'm nudging her with my fist for you right now." Which fist? I was listening, but also noticing his weird hands. Yeah, right. They were thick fingers. The thing that I should have remembered that not necessarily anybody else would have, but I should have, is that Robert Preston had a huge career on Broadway and was in the Broadway production of Mac and Mabel, which is a musical about uh, film, silent film star Mabel Normand and her and Max the director. When was he on Broadway? Like this concurrently with his or before or after? Broadway production was in 53 and his okay. last one was in 78. So he was on Broadway a lot. Yeah. Uh, but Mac and Mabel is a very uh, famous uh, 70s musical that he was in that I should have remembered, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So there are four things that I know that Robert Preston was in. Cool. We talked about precocious children in movies, like the younger brother stereotype, mm-hmm. um, a classic one in The Last Starfighter. And then you guys were talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you were talking about the scene yeah. where there's a the, the young girl actress who sort of mm-hmm. like talks to Brad Pitt about acting and sort of cheers him up when he's at a low point. Uh, I had talked to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's oh, character. Yeah, right. I had not seen the movie when we had that conversation. I just watched it a couple of days ago. Mm. Uh, it showed up on one of the ser- one of mm-hmm. the services. Mm-hmm. Was it good? I, I loved that movie. Oh, yeah, really? it's brilliant. Oh, I love yeah. it. Was, I did not think I was going to like it yeah. as much as I did. And yeah. I like his movie, I like his movies in general. But I thought that movie was terrific. 
even though it's two hours and 45 minutes long, which ordinarily is a yeah. deal breaker. But same. But that one, it didn't feel that way. Yeah, it is doesn't. It, there's so many different storylines going mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm. don't. It was. A, I thought it was great. And I thought it was a wonderful one for the two dudes, the two main dudes. Brad Pitt is yeah. so great in that movie. Leonardo's mm-hmm. good, too. But yeah, it's Brad Pitt's movie. Yeah. It was flat out a uh, category fraud that he won an Oscar for best supporting actor in that movie because yeah, he's like a, how many minutes is he on the screen? As he's a co-lead, the yeah. two of them are both yeah. the stars of that movie. Yeah, I agree. And running him as supporting was just like we want Brad Pitt to win an Oscar, so they yeah. stick him in where we know he'll win. Mm-hmm. Um. But I did disagree with you guys. This is where the correction comes in. Hmm. I didn't think that scene with the little girl. I didn't like that little girl. I didn't like that. <laughs> you guys you all like Captain Picard about it. You guys all thought that that was a good performance. I didn't think it was so much. Okay. I thought he was great in it, but I didn't. I didn't really believe that little girl. Huh? The one that was supposed to be overly this right. actress girl. That- yeah. Where she's sitting there on the Western set with him and they talk about the importance of acting or whatever. I think Aaron's right. You're pulling a Picard on, on this right here. You're hating on kids. Well, I like children in general. I just didn't like that that particular. That's How because much... you don't have them. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, you don't have any kids. Neither do we you. like them a lot yeah, less yeah. when you have them. I, That's not about. false. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? We don't know you guys don't have any kids. You don't know my life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, man. That was actually that was his been kid. Best, been that very was good Matt's friends kid, for, and he hated that performance. So. We've been really good friends for 25 years, but you yeah. don't know what the fuck's going on with me. Yeah. True enough. Um, we talked about... Betty Broderick. Aaron, here's one for you. We yeah. talked about Betty Broderick. Vampire. Uh, what? Sorry, that's what she says in the made-for-TV movie starring Meredith Baxter Bernie. Go on. That's how we got into it, is that we were talking about we were talking about made-for-TV <laughs> movies, and you mentioned that the Betty Broderick story <laughs> is one, was one of your favorite uh, sort of true crime. Oh, hell yeah. So I looked up Betty Broderick. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you you basically told the story on the yep. episode more or less correctly. She got married. Her husband was having an affair. Yeah. He divorced Traded her. Traded her for a younger version. Traded her in for a younger version after using her for, you know, he went to med- he, became, he went school. to medical school, medical school. and then mm-hmm. went to law school. After. Okay. Shit. So he wow, was that's a, a lot lawyer. of expensive schools. He was many. both a lawyer. That's too much prestige. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was both a lawyer a and a doctor. Mm-hmm. And she supported him that whole time while he was. Wow. She was the breadwinner. And they had a bunch of kids. So yeah. she fairly or unfairly felt like. Yeah. She, fairly. You know, there you fairly. Well, it's was, not just about so, homicide, but still, there's there's. <laughs> An interesting story there. So Especially when portrayed by Meredith Baxter Bernie. Yeah. Who is a great actress. <laughs> he throws the clothes out on the front and when he when he dumps her. her and takes up with the secretary, mm-hmm. she cracks. 
She goes yeah. over to their house with a gun. She shoots them mm-hmm. both in bed at like yeah. five thirty in the morning, yeah. uh, and and then she was tried twice. I thought mm-hmm. this was she was tried twice. The first time, she, her defense was that she was that she had been a battered wife. She mm-hmm. of like psychological and mental uh, abuse, and they got a hung jury. So. Mm. They ended up oh, having yeah, to try her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they retried her. And isn't it time for you to go? No, no, I've got a few minutes. <laughs> You're like, get out. Now he's got time. You kept him around with hung jury. Now, he, now he's got a hard stop. Yeah. Uh, out isn't as hard anymore. How hard <laughs> is that stop now? Hard. Um, they retried her. They convicted her the second time. She's still alive. She's in prison. And she was the last time she was up for parole was uh, three years ago. She was denied and she won't be eligible again until 2032. Oh, wow. and she's already 72 years old. So yeah. I think Betty Broderick is going to die in prison. Here's the Star Trek connection. Aaron, do you remember who played her husband that she murders? In the Ooh. Meredith Baxter Burney version of the story, I don't. I don't. It was right made there. in 1989. The, hmm. the, the TV mm-hmm. movie was made. Hmm. It's a. It's I mean, a Star. He's it's a, it's a Star Trekky connection. Does anybody else want to guess? Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Ian McShane. Think about somebody who was sort of a TV-ish <laughs> guy <laughs> in the late 80s um, who has a Star Trek connection. A pretty recent Star Trek connection. No. Chris Pine. No, it was, it was Stephen <laughs> Collins from Seventh Heaven. Oh, oh Steve I was going to oh, say yes, that guy. Right. Damn it. How could I, I forget? Gonna... Star nice. Trek the motion I picture and the pedophile, pedophile, yeah, pedophile. That guy, that mm. guy, the guy from the movie. I was thinking of the TV show. That's what threw me off. Mm. Sorry, it was Stephen Collins. It's okay. No, that's I, now I absolutely picture him. He's perfect for that role. He's perfect for that part. Yeah. Yeah, I should watch uh, that right now. <laughs> we talked about. Um, do you guys you remember watch- in the last Starfighter? There's another guy who's hitting on. Uh, the the starfighter's girlfriend. There's sure. a scene where they all go to the lake. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort yeah. of a blonde, '80s, honky type, like a classic yeah. '80s blonde guy, Athletic like a bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I reckon. I was like, I when during the episode, I was like, I recognize that guy, but I couldn't remember where he was from. I looked him up. His name is Peter Nelson, and I realized that where I remember him from is that he's in V. The the old like aliens invade Earth uh, and he carries V and V yeah. the final battle. Yeah, yeah. totally. He's, he's the like young hunky alien who runs the like youth program and seduces the girl who's like the teenage girl in V the miniseries. Is this anybody this is ringing any bell? I, I, re- mm. I remember. This. Yes, I remember the miniseries pretty well. That's exact. And once I looked that up and was like, oh, yes, that's exactly where I remember him from. His name, his his name was Brian. That was they all had like sort of blonde names. All of the aliens. <laughs> <Blonde name. laughs> uh, 
that's the end of Corrections Corner. Oh, nice. that, was, that was pretty short. Short and, sweet. short and sweet. Short and sweet. Well, um, all of this has been a while, guys. I've got yeah, some. Uh, you not the uh, the the recommendations. Do it. Recommend. Ahead, We've all been watching. You know, lots more TV. I just said play, play the, the jingle. jingle. I said play the jingle, Jane. Thanks for that, uh, man. I love that jingle. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the one I would like to say, it's been on for a while now, but is anybody else watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? Uh, May's yeah. watching that one. Uh, they're Amazing. doing a special episode tomorrow um, that was collabor- collaborated with the Deaf West Company, which specializes in deaf and hearing impaired uh Productions, uh, yeah, with actors, yeah, very cool. Yeah. I thought you I, said I, uh, I watched that episode where I haven't seen it at all, like May has, but I've I just recently watched that episode where she's like losing control of that power and it's making her sing all the songs herself at times. Pretty she can't caught control. up, so yeah. I I've, I've only seen the first couple of episodes, okay. but Ooh. it's pretty fucking genius. And yeah, I'm having sort of uh, it, it, it's sort of hitting home for me because the the peter gallagher character yeah um my dad is sort of going through a similar uh brain issue as he has and i'm figuring that what is happening to him is eventually going to happen to my father and so it's sort of hitting pretty tight home but the show is great uh i mean can you give us an elevator pitch for the show um so the main character is say basically a programmer hmm. and she goes in to take an MRI and there's a glitch in the system. And what it essentially does is it allows her to see the inner thinking of people, what their, their emotions and their thoughts are. <laughs> but the way she sees it is as big Broadway style musical numbers. <laughs> of course. It's pretty fucking great. And um, Mandy they got Moore. A lot of- of La La Land fame and So You Thinking Dance is one of the is the main choreographer choreograph- and executive yeah. producer of the mm. show. They got some major talent like Mary Steenberger plays the mom. Yeah. yeah. Skylar Aston plays the boyfriend. Well, yeah, friend. On love on love on off love romance storyline. Really good. I'm a big fan of Skylar Aston. Yeah. <laughs> And Alex Newell, who is on Glee, plays her next door neighbor, best yeah. friend, gay sidekick. The, right, the these uh, trans uh, transgendered actress. Yeah. Well, Matt is uh, big into musicals as well. Matt, have you watched it? Have you seen it? Yeah, Matt. I have not. Oh. Hmm. Put okay. it on your list. It's on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Yeah, that's a good reco. Anybody else? Hey, hey summer camp. Sean, do you want to do? We didn't pour one out for the homies. Mm. Speaking of uh, speaking of musical television yeah. shows, Adam Schlesinger died. Yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. Yep. Dang it. Nah, Which we're is losing like, a lot of we, people. We took a dance class on Instagram today, and uh, one of the guest star was Vinny Rodriguez, who's played Josh Chan on Crazy oh, yeah. Girlfriend. And mm. yeah, they did a whole like uh you know dedication to him and just talking about how like you know he was such a funny guy that he wouldn't want people to like 
be sad. He said to like still make fart jokes in honor of Adam, make 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 a make a joke today or make people laugh today. It was really sad. Uh, sounds like he would have loved our show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the part of the one out. Uh, I think it's been a while since we we've also uh, Kenny Rogers died. <gasps> Kenny Rogers, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, so mm, I the gambler. Yeah. Or as I like to say, the guy who listened to the gambler since he actually isn't the gambler in that song. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh I call God. him I call him the rooster. <laughs> the, exactly. Bill Somebody Withers else? just passed. Who? Yeah, Bill that's Withers. who I was gonna say. Bill Withers. Yeah, right. that was the third one. He was my fave. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he basically retired after uh uh Ain't No Sunshine came out. Yeah. He basically said I could live the rest of my life. Business. He yeah. basically said I could live the rest of my life based on the based on the, the royalties of this song alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just decided to become a family man at that point. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's like uh Keanu Reeves with The Matrix. <clears throat> Except he didn't retire. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need so, to end on that. And he wasn't and he wasn't a musician. <laughs> and then, so <laughs> there's really absolutely nothing like that. There's a few things like when you really start to think about it, it's actually nothing at all. <laughs> Shut up. I had a heart out. I'm a heart out. You're a hard out, out right? <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely a hard out. We'll wrap yeah. it up, Matt. Yeah. Go ahead and wrap it up. Thank We're not you all very much that. for listening. Please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. You have plenty of time on your hands right now, so take a couple of minutes and uh, help us out. It really makes a difference. You can follow us on Instagram, at Warped the Podcast, on Twitter, at Warped Track. You can follow me I, at Host Warped. You can follow Min to learn about our Dungeons and & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu podcasts and live streams at wet maynard you can go to patreon.com slash warped to become a patreon and get access to additional content and bonus episodes i'd like to send a special salute to one of our longtime patreon away team members dax shell you have really helped us continue this crazy adventure called warped and it's really made a big difference to us so thank you dax Until next week, when we will be watching episode six, Lonely Among Us. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Leap. Aaron. I'm Ewan. And I'm May. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, May. And good night, everybody. Until next time.